Hello Preppers. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics. Helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. You can always go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support, or go to YouTube and hit like and subscribe for the videos. You might want to grab a pen and paper. Today's title is General Purpose Prepper Items. Every prepper should have the following items regardless of your living environment, from high-rise apartments to living out in the middle of nowhere in the country. I fully believe the following items are very, very important to every prepper. So, you can either write down the entire list, or if you have what I name off, don't, and then write down the things you don't have. And of course, this is a general guideline list. This is not completely inclusive. You can add to or take away from as necessary, as always. First thing, pen and paper. I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but you never know when an idea is going to hit you or something you need to check the price on, something you need to add to your grocery list, whatever it may be. A pen and paper should be in every prepper's immediate grasp. Uh, at work, I carry a small notepad in my pocket with an ink pen in my jacket. I just can't stress that enough. Pen and paper is just absolutely no joke very important on the list next is a good flashlight and in fact i really think you need more than one but a flashlight is carried in my pocket even during daylight hours in my line of work you never know when you're going to have to go into a dark building or a dark environment and that flashlight is very easily the difference between you stumbling and tripping and falling or hitting your head on something, or being surprised by somebody that's not supposed to be where you are. So always have a good flashlight handy. And of course, I think the flashlight is something you should carry on you. So don't get no massive huge spotlight, but definitely don't get some rinky-dink piece of crap that's going to fall apart when you push the button. Definitely want extra batteries. Whatever size batteries your flashlight takes, have extra and in fact if your flashlight for example say it uses two AA batteries I would tr probably try to find a way to keep two AA batteries extra on me somehow some way next on the list this is a given 550 cord pretty much the more the merrier uh, there's no minimum amount you should have there's no maximum amount you should have you'll know how much 550 cord you think you should have on hand and then when you get that particular amount, whatever it is, get a little extra just in case. I uh, can't stress the importance of Gorilla Tape. Back in the day when I was a kid, duct tape was the thing to have. But Gorilla Tape smokes duct tape any day of the week. Uh, spend the extra money, buy the actual Gorilla brand duct tape, and just end all doubt. That stuff is absolutely magical. Okay, next, I really think every prepper should have a basic set of mechanic tools. And I do, I do mean basic. For example, your ability to change your own oil, rotate your own tires, check your own air filter. If you've got one of those weird GMCs that takes a Torx bit to remove the air filter cover, then yeah, you should have those things. Uh, not talking about high dollar expensive pneumatic tools. I do. I have them. But... 
I used to be a mechanic, so I kind of win by default. Basic mechanic tools for working on all of your automotive vehicles and plus your small engine stuff like generators, lawnmowers, weed eaters, chainsaws, etc., etc., etc. Next, I think you should have a very basic set of plumbing tools. And by plumbing, I do mean like pipe wrenches, maybe some, uh, oh, the Teflon tape for certain fittings, you know, gas line tape in case you have to repair a gas line, uh, channel locks, toilet plungers, uh, snake. I don't know what they call it in your part of the woods, but we call them snakes for running through the sewers to clean out the sewers if they ever plug up. A good snake is handy. Next, some basic wood tools, you know, hammer, pry bars, levels, tape measures, stuff like that so that you can do repairs around your own home. Uh, next is going to be basic electrical tools. And by basic, I do mean just exactly that. Electrically insulated screwdrivers, pliers, needle noses, lineman pliers, channel locks. They need to be electrically insulated. And then you also need uh, outlet testers. They have a 110 volt outlet tester. You just simply plug it into a 110 volt ball outlet. And according to the light scheme on the meter itself, it'll tell you whether or not it's wired correctly, if it's a dead plug, so on, so on. This stuff's not real expensive. I would also buy a digital voltage meter. Those get to be expensive. You can buy a cheap one that may or may not last. You can spend lots and lots of money on one that you may rarely, rarely use. So shop around, kind of see what you think would best suit your needs and, and get that particular model. All right, every prepper should always have first aid equipment on hand. You should probably have a first aid kit in your car. You definitely need one in your get home bag, your bug out bag, whichever one you carry. Uh, a bigger and much more well-stocked and advanced first aid kit in your home. If you have a bug out location like a cabin and that's your backup plan, you're going to bug out when crap hits the fan and you're going there, I would highly suggest you keep the following items, everything that I'm listing off today in that cabin as well as in your home. I know that's me telling you to buy extra of the same thing, but in a pinch, if you're in a hurry to get out of Dodge and forget and leave something behind, it'd be nice to know that it's okay as long as I get to where I'm going, it's there. So first aid kit really should be all over the place. I believe every prepper should have a good pair of binoculars. I don't necessarily mean the ones that can see a hair on a flea's ass, you know, two and a half miles away. But at the same time, not those little $20 jobbies you buy at Walmart that are junk. I have a Simmons, it's 8x32. I'm sorry, not a Simmons. Centerpoint 8x32 that I use for hunting. It's more than enough for what I want to do. It's not a micro binocular. It's not full size. It's somewhere in between. They're lightweight. They're dependable. They're very clear view. So shop around. Of course, your binoculars will depend upon your environment. If you live out in a very vast, remote, wide open area like, say, Montana or Wyoming, maybe Wyoming would be a better example where it's a lot of rolling hills 
and you're not necessarily in high mountain terrain or heavy, heavy forest area, a huge pair of binoculars probably would be better for you. If you do live in a heavy, heavy forest area or high mountain terrain, I don't know that large pair of binoculars would be that great. You're not going to be able to see that far anyways. Next on the list, I think every prepper should have a night vision scope. Not necessarily the kind that mounts to a weapon, but at least a handheld monocular type to help you traverse it in the dark or do security around your home outside in the dark and so on. Every time you turn a flashlight on, you give your position away. So uh, night vision scope, starlight scope, whatever you want to call it, would be very, very handy to have. Especially if you're trying to keep your position quiet, not noticed. That's the way I would go as opposed to a flashlight. If you have a generator, definitely extra fuel. You need extra fuel for your automobiles anyways. But, I mean, be smart. Don't try to store up 500 gallons of fuel unless you have room for it. But, extra fuel for around the house plus your automobiles all right next candles or kerosene lamps whichever one you prefer some people can't stand the thought of kerosene lamps some people think that candles aren't bright enough so whichever one you prefer you should have some of those you should definitely have matches and cigarette lighters handy to light those with i think every prepper should have a decent length of rope not just 550 cord, but some cotton rope, some very low stretch cotton type rope. I personally cannot stand nylon rope, it's my opinion, my opinion only. Uh, I have my own reasons, but I would say at least a bare minimum of a hundred feet of rope. And in fact, if you were smart, you'd probably have two of those to have on hand. Very handy in various situations. Just, once again, can't stress enough, rope. Okay, I think every prepper should have a CB radio. Now, personally, I have a handheld that I very rarely touch. I have one in my truck, and I have a base station at the house. They do have limited range. I will give you that. They are kind of limited on their range. But you don't have to have a license for them. They're a lot of fun to mess with. You can actually keep in contact. If the cell towers go down, CB radios do not operate in any way on cellular towers. So if the cell towers all go down, you can still communicate to a degree for a certain distance with CB radios. And of course, this goes back to the communication podcast I did about setting up some networking. You know, you and a bunch of buddies get together, you live around town, maybe not next door to each other, but you could communicate around town with the right equipment. Next ham radio obviously a ham radio beats a cb radio they're more expensive they do require a license to operate yet again network 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 i think every prepper should have a decent set of fishing gear the fishing gear while a lot of us guys do it for fun and relaxation because we enjoy it it obviously is a way to put food on the table so fishing gear kind of a Kind of a given for me. Uh, depending upon where you live and what kind of fish are predominant in your area will determine what type of gear you're going to be buying. 
hunting gear, same thing. If you hunt with a bow and arrow, have extra arrows. Have enough stuff to keep your bow up and running. Crossbow, doesn't matter. If it's archery, have plenty of stuff to keep your archery stuff moving. If it's high-powered rifle, extra ammo. I mean, just, come on. Some of this stuff is common sense. You know what you're doing. You know how you like to hunt and what you like to hunt with. Just uh, have a little extra on hand. Whatever type of ammunition it is that it uses, whether it's archery or firearm or even black powder, blow dart gun, slingshot, air rifle, I don't care. Whatever it is you hunt with, have extra on hand. Next is garden seeds. This is a given. This is a not an immediate turnaround for food. It does require effort and time. It does yield food later. If you have the time and the ability and it's going to be an extended shit hit the fan situation, you know, depending on where you're at and what time of year it is, get a garden going. That would be definitely an extended stay. So don't expect to throw some seeds in the ground and jack in the beanstalk tomorrow morning you've got food. It doesn't work that way. Every prepper should have a good fighting knife. Yes, I said fighting, not survival. Survival knives are just part of the territory if you're a prepper or a survivalist. I'm talking about a good fighting knife, a self-defense type knife. Me, I'm very partial to the USMC K-Bar. I have my reasons for that. To me, that's one of the best fighting knives ever made. I'm sure that there are some that are better and more durable and stronger and so on and so forth. That's great. But never discount the value of a USMC K-Bar. Those things are absolutely rugged. I think every prepper should have some 6M plastic. Plastic sheeting. Comes in a roll. Have one, two, maybe three rolls of it laying around somewhere. Always handy. I think every prepper should have tarps. At least one, and I think the smallest tarp you should own should be a 10 foot by 10 foot. And I think you should have several of them. Those come in handy in many, many different ways. So tarp, that's just, uh, once again, that's another one that was given. I think you should have a weather radio. Now, when it comes to weather radios, I actually prefer the wind-up kind. Not necessarily the battery-powered, but the wind-up kind. If, if you have a weather radio and it's battery-powered, hey, don't throw it away and go look for a crank one be glad you've got that you've got a weather radio the crank ones are very handy for extended power outages you can crank them up charge them up for a while and get the local news you know your local weather and hopefully some more chitter chatter on what's going on around you and you know maybe some ideas to how long your events actually going to last next a road map and yes i am referring to a road atlas it shows all the major highways, well, all the highways, major and minor as well. Maybe not one that shows all the county roads and the back roads, all that stuff. That would be excellent if you had that. That would be great. But you definitely need road map. If you're having to bug out somewhere because of, say, a volcanic eruption or an impending, you know, hurricane and it's time to get out of Dodge, I really don't like relying on technology to tell me where I need to go. So I do own a GPS that goes in my car that you can plan a route and go wherever you want to go. 
I also think that the uh, road map, just a plain spiral bound road map is completely invaluable. I think everybody should have one. Not only have one, should damn sure know how to read one. Next, topographical map of your area. And I don't necessarily mean topographical maps of the entire United States or whatever country you're in, but in your immediate area. If you have a bug out location that's say an hour away, I think you should have the topographical maps that go from your house or apartment to where you're bugging out to. If at some point along your route, your vehicle breaks down and you have to go on foot, it would sure be handy to know where the low-lying depressions are, flood zones, the high treacherous mountain peaks that you don't want to have to cross if you can keep from it. Topographical maps will pay for themselves if you have to use them. And once again, learn how to use them. Learn what the legends are. Learn how to read the terrains in them. There's just tons of information in a topographical map if you know how to read them. Next, some damn good sunglasses. That's just, I can't stress that enough. If you're ever caught out in a snowstorm and you're trying to seek shelter, once you get there and the snowstorm has stopped and you come back out trying to get back out of there and the sun's out, you could very easily suffer from snow blindness. And that'll hurt your eyes almost as bad as watching somebody weld. So good pair of sunglasses, preferably the kind that wrap around and cover way over to the outer corners of your eyes just good good pair of sunglasses now this next one's going to sound a little corny bear with me i think you should have a gas mask for every member of your family and they need to be size appropriate if you have a three-year-old daughter don't buy her an adult size gas mask buy her one that fits her gas masks are handy for way more than foreign enemies invading uh, recently around here where I live we've had a lot of grass fires idiots throwing out cigarette butts and catching the grass on fire and just burning completely out of control that gas mask if you're having to evacuate your home because there's a fire coming if the winds blowing hard enough and it's blowing that smoke more towards you as opposed to going up in the atmosphere you may find that gas mask going to save your butt. It's hard to stay focused on your exit plan when all you're doing is hacking and gagging and tears streaming down your face because you can't see what you're doing. Good gas mask for every member of the family. Everybody should be able to breathe easy. Everybody should be able to see what they're doing. There are other items on the list that I think are kind of a given if you shoot firearms and firearms remain hunting uh, weapon a good cleaning kit uh, obviously with knives you need a good whetstone a good way to sharpen them preferably non-electric type knife sharpeners just sit down with your pen and paper if you've copied this list or wrote down only this things you didn't have think about the things you use on more or less a daily basis I don't sharpen my knives every day not by any means if they get dull and decide to start ripping material as opposed to cutting material, then obviously I sharpen them. So I don't use a whetstone every day, but bet your happy ass I have three or four of them, and none of them are electric. Once again, the power grid goes down, you have no generator, 
you have no way of getting any kind of electrical current anywhere, then your electric knife sharpener is basically useless. So plan ahead, think about what could be, and of course a major factor in any gear I recommend that you buy is going to be price. Uh, I'm a working man on a working man's budget. I can only imagine if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you're on a budget. So I'll be damned if I'm going to tell you to go out and buy the most expensive model of whatever. You have to fit your budget. You have to fit your needs. You know what you can afford and you know what you can't. So don't break the bank trying to buy every single thing I've told you about and making sure you get the Cadillac version of everything. Sometimes you have to take a lesser valued substitute. But a lot of times you'll find out that the lesser value substitute are actually pretty damn good. And I certainly don't mean by the cheapest crap you can get your hands on. Be smart and invest at least a little bit more than the bottom line. Don't always aim for the top line, but please don't throw away money on bottom line junk. Do your own research. Find out what you think is good enough for you and get that. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.